0: welcome to the shutdown full cast. Do we have breaking news? We actually have breaking news, Jason, tonight. Uh this would be Sunday uh after week 6, that'd be October 7th, 2018. We have actual college football news. We got breaking
1: news. We go live to our correspondence, our 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 men's coaches lifestyle blog, stuffcoacheslike.com. It's it's coaching news. For men, for men, for men. Breaking the important news that Oklahoma defensive coordinator Mike Stoops has been unfairly terminated. Um, a well, coach there. was fired. It's a sad day for all in the profession. Our hearts go out to all affected coaches. However, this is also a great day because it means a new coach is getting a job. Um, That's true. That's it's, true. It's Somebody the, who's. It's the great circle of
0: coaching life for men. Somebody wise. Somebody wise. Somebody forthright someone intelligent someone who can lead
1: whichever whichever rich man is given this great job he'll deserve it uh and mike stoops it's sad i don't know how he'll feed his family without the six-figure income that oklahoma provides um don't look up his buyout uh it, that's that's just it's it's shameful to bring up a buyout when a fellow coach has been fired
0: how is one how is one possibly capable of making Ends meet in Norman, Oklahoma, for just nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year.
1: It's just sinister what these schools do to these coaches, such as us, such as such as such as me, and such as you. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Holly, Holly, of course, is not a coach because she's not a man. Nope. No, she does the things that women do to support coaches, which is like raise children. We don't remember the names of. I make
2: funeral potatoes and provide emotional support.
0: <laughs> yeah, and occasionally fix zone blitzes when they're
1: asleep.
2: Add out to Aaron
1: and Funeral Potatoes Twitter. I see you. <laughs> funeral Potatoes! <laughs> As always, when it comes to women, you can uh, click on our yeah. site, StuffCoachesLike.com for uh, 10, 10 laws for a coach's wife written by a man. Written by Wait,
2: a Wait, is by... this
0: real? It's, Kinda. <laughs> it's it's StuffCoachesLike.com. No, it's, it's our coach's lifestyle me, no, blog for men. If this is men. real,
2: you can't show me this ever.
0: No, we really can't. Okay. No. You can't
2: show me this. Don't ever. Do not at me with this. This can't be in my life.
0: Yeah, Mike Stoops is out. That's Whoever that's what you
2: need. him is going to be worse at one thing. Hmm. Banging his knees on the tiny little school desk that they sit him in in the booth. <laughs> Every time he jumps out of his seat in rage, which is a lot.
0: There will be a,
1: Stoops, a noticeable favorite, downtick in hopping.
2: My favorite Jack in the Box.
0: They There are a couple things about this. One... Uh, before we actually had a little bit of prep talk Like at least three three minutes of prep talk About how we were going to talk about this And one point I have seen uh, The trigger for this by the way As with all great changes at the University of Oklahoma They lost to Texas Can't do that No, 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 no Actually you can You can do that in grandiose fashion You just, you can't You know, you can't do it to this Texas team because it's very hard to hide, right? Like, who's to blame here? Because Oklahoma, last year when Georgia beat Oklahoma, what was the general take uh, that you thought when you watched those two teams? What was your thought about whether they belonged on the same field? <clears throat> um, They did. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I-, I think one sort of takeaway is that well, gosh, if Oklahoma was like 1% better at defense, um, it probably would have had a 50-50 shot at a national title last year.
0: Yeah, because we're all pretty sure that Oklahoma offense would have put it on Alabama, right? Like, I, I think that's they'd made, exactly they would have the make, kind of- made
1: Bama work for it, that's for sure.
0: That's the kind of offense that basically Alabama is is designed <laughs> like not to face. They don't want any piece of that because the times, the very rare times when Alabama, our current football overlord, has actually lost in competition, they have lost to offenses much <laughs> like Lincoln Riley's at Oklahoma. You would have seen Tua get subbed in in like 45 seconds. <laughs> it's like, oh,
1: We're fuck. We're down 21-0. <laughs> Can I say something
2: nice about Bama? Yeah. I really admire, and this is not sarcasm, it's something that I aspire to myself and have not been able to satisfactorily arrange in my own life. I deeply admire their commitment to just not doing shit they don't want to do.
0: It's true. It's true. They're like, we have to play offense. Fine. Yeah.
2: Or, you know, like, it's something I admire in other teams I'm supposed to dislike. Like F- Florida, for example. No, we're not leaving the state. It's cold.
0: Yeah. Or this, Alabama with kickers. Ain't recruiting one. No. Just now.
2: No.
0: no. Can't. Yeah, don't you guys need to really devote a scholarship to a kick? No. Nah. We do not. Nah. It's not like a billionaire doesn't own belts. What happens if my pants fall down? Just buy a new pair. And yeah, like, I'm, I mean, I'm if you really to... run it back, uh, we did a
1: post a few months ago about like, for all the jokes about Bama kickers, can you name all the games they've lost because
0: of kickers? Well, there's the one, and and then there's a bunch of jokes and games that were really just. At the most incidental to their overall performance, right? Like, ha ha, they missed a kick in a game they won by 23. Right. Like, this
1: year, their kicking is horrible. They've missed, I think it's, it's, it would barely be an exaggeration to say Bama's missed a kick every game this year, which granted, they score a fucking lot of touchdowns. So
0: (laughs) nobody's perfect, but. Gonna say that's, that's pole pimping to worry about field goals if you're Bama.
2: one kind of scoring. I'm glad they fixed that kind. Those poor those poor downtrodden offenses yeah of Tuscaloosa
0: but generally yeah I think Jason's getting to the point I really unfairly set him up to illustrate which is if Oklahoma were you know three percent better on all on defense they would have won that game against Georgia or that whenever Oklahoma's had a significant failing it hasn't been with the offense no it's been like this if I told you Hey, man, we scored 48 points. You should probably win that game, right? Nah, nah, because Georgia beat Oklahoma 54-48. Or if I go, well, you know, we should, you know, like if you score 42 points, you know, you should be able to win that game. and uh, Or 45 points. And you know what? Oklahoma did score 45 points on Texas. Texas, is, you know, came in and they scored 48 points. Uh, does anyone recall what their average was on the season points-wise? not quite that. Nah, it's like 28. Yeah. 27 28 points. That's somewhere That's less. In there. That is less. Mm-hmm. That's less. Uh did, maybe... did
1: um it's say a bunch of like 220 pounders come in and try to run 10 minute drives on you and Norman? Can you get them off the field? Maybe yeah. one out of like five tries or do they just get to just march? Just let the troops march up and down the field.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's you, you don't go to overtime against Army and Norman. Right. If, if everything is is OK. Uh, additionally, like there are a lot of sort of negatives here and a lot of like holdouts and from the Stoops era that are probably now just sort of unfolding that Lincoln took over. And he's like, ah, I can't fire Bob's brother. Lincoln's been there a minute. If you want to know the exact moment at which Lincoln Riley felt like he could fire Bob's brother and the program was his, that'd be Sunday, October 7th, 2018. <laughs> <laughs> probably around like 7 p.m when he's like yeah we talked to the lawyers timer (laughs) yeah i bet he did he's a coach come on
2: yeah lincoln's not stupid
0: (laughs) yeah he probably thought he probably did the math and he was like via this equation i can't fire you till games equal x plus (laughs) y time right until
1: the points meter fills up yeah and it was it was it was it was a big meter
2: now just to give this bring this discussion about Oklahoma football back where it belongs to the SEC, you realize that Mike is just gonna go crying to Mark now, so maybe we'll have Kentucky taking care of us before, you know, we have to worry about them too much more.
1: Kentucky gets in Kentucky games go from like Twenty-eight total points in regulation
0: to. <laughs> but Kentucky <laughs> wow, keeps using the, big, the same big, offense. Like the Big Twelve just erupted in Lexington. It's crazy.
1: Kentucky's in a damn single-wing shootout. Dangest thing I've
0: ever seen.
2: I would kind of love to see this, and I'm not joking.
0: Yeah, I mean, if we just, I
2: would find this massively entertaining. If
0: you just go back on overall acumen, let me just remind you: like, you know, Arizona had Rob Gronkowski and Nick Foles. Mike Stoops still had a losing record there. Like,
2: that was not a climate that was well-suited for his complexion.
0: This, no. What am I going to remember most about the Mike Stoops era, though, besides him making $950,000 a year to allow 48 points to a demonstrably mediocre Texas offense?
2: During pinkness of skin.
0: That, and they could never figure out where to put him.
2: Always. Man, he looked and acted like a boiled baby at all times. He
0: did. And if they put him on the sidelines, like he was hopping around uncontrollably, and then they'd move him up to the booth because, you know, he could see things better up there. Reader, he
2: could not. Do you remember my idea that we had while watching this game? mm Which was to put him in a dunk tank on the sidelines? <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just if they allowed a touchdown. Now into the dunk tank!
1: There it goes. you never
0: learn. You
1: know? And it's not like he's so goddamn mad. The whole, all the water just steams out.
2: <laughs> I know it, he, needs to be, he needs to find some way to channel this emotion towards his job and not towards yelling. Like if he took all that energy that he's expending through his mouth and put it to work inside his head instead. I'm not a scientist or a doctor, but men don't need those. Now,
1: this is just. Uh like an internally screaming meme just like take all that screaming and point it inside your own brain yeah i'm just picturing mike Stoops' face not moving
2: like a man
1: (laughs) like a coach bury it all deep down
2: bottle it up tamp it down and let it all come flying out at an inopportune moment brought on by a largely unrelated trigger
1: let it all fester and take it out in the voting
0: booth on the libs that's right I feel bad about the Oklahoma defense. That's why I'm going to vote to believe that global warming isn't real. <laughs> Which it's not. I think America should have a Generalissimo. And he should be a coach. The coach of America, so to speak.
2: Have I said on this program before that I believe women should only be allowed to drive buggies and then only when they're topless?
0: <laughs> you said that.
1: I definitely did. Yeah. Grocery buggies, to be specific.
2: No, I mean, like, horse and buggies. Horse
1: and buggies at the grocery store while they're yeah. picking you know
0: what? up Yep, a 12-pack.
2: Well, all the horses have to be male. Those are their supervising horses.
0: I, the only part of this law I'm remotely okay with is the idea that any kind of buggy is the only preferred vehicle, period. Dune buggies. Dune but We don't really... There's not enough dune buggies on the road, period. Okay? I think people should wear whatever manner of dress they want to while they're driving the, the dune buggy, but still. I mean, technically, this this... This is a nude dune bugging
1: law. I think we can all get on board with nude dune bugging. And you know what? Do, do you hate freedom? This is one I'm where sorry. like I'm it came a from a right bad now. place. Like it came from com, which is um oh, just a terrible cesspool of bad opinions. But once you throw out <laughs> let's all dune buggy naked, I'm like, mm. okay, com. Yeah. Seriously. Is this a real
2: website?
1: It will be. <laughs> okay. Okay. We're about to. Y'all scared me. The The launch is, Um, we got to get Mike Stoops a job. Yeah. Yeah. God, how are they gonna?
0: How are they gonna eat? I mean, he can't eat these touchdowns. <laughs> you, they're already <laughs> spoiled. Yarden, much older can't live on yardage. They can't. They're gonna feel pressure like a defensive end who never arrives on a pass rush. We gotta
1: bring him some bags of food because he doesn't have any sacks. Yeah. It sounds like God. we're
2: just because we haven't figured out how to be that bad at our jobs while making that much money. You're absolutely right.
0: That's correct. That's it. Or to have our brother be way better at our jobs than we are.
2: Man, I still think the best Stoops, the, the best Stoops brother gig is, what's his name? Ron? The one who's at the high school?
0: Yeah. That's the one you want, man. Just chill and be like the Stoops who's like, No, I'm committed to football.
2: Because not their dad's job, right? That's their dad's old team.
0: Yeah, and it's like, I'm committed to football at the purest level. High school. Yeah, man.
2: Also, you know you never have to host Thanksgiving because everybody else got a nicer house than you. It's no pressure lifestyle, and you still get to be around football.
0: Yeah. So, just going back, in case you wonder whether the Red River shootout still matters or not, I don't know. Got the brother of your most successful coach in modern history fired. Ta-da! I count modern as back to Barry Switzer. Barry Switzer is an ancestral figure like Abraham. Well, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think modern is fair. Modern is.
0: Yeah. But uh, that that rivalry, just in case you wonder whether you can still get fired over a rivalry game, hell yes, son. You can get fired. I mean, talk about that game, too, if you want, because if you look at it, then yeah, you would have fired somebody if you were Oklahoma.
2: Actually, what would have been really funny is if Texas had won that game and Texas a And M had fired somebody. <laughs> <laughs> not yeah. that they're rivals. That's why it would have been funny. The joke is that they're not rivals and they don't cry themselves to sleep at night thinking about each other's arms.
1: Texas makes a playoff and they fire Jimbo on sight. Just,
0: <laughs> <laughs> just because we not because you Texas. turn your ass right
1: back around. <laughs>
0: We'll pay you 75 mil. We'll pay the next man 75 mil after four games if we don't like it. This is going to sound like
2: overly facile even for this program, but I, it didn't really hit me until Saturday that Jimbo is an SEC coach now and all the bullshit cult of personality that goes with it.
0: Oh, look where he is too. Yeah, man. <laughs>
2: like it, there, there was something about Saturday that really drove that home for me that I hadn't really absorbed before for some reason.
0: that and uh, that and struggling to a to a late win over Kentucky.
2: That was probably what did it yeah
0: yeah. that's probably when you're like you're real SEC because you go Because
2: you're struggling against because you're struggling against- <laughs> You're down here with the rest of
0: us. Oh God damn. I also enjoy that in Texas and Oklahoma right First of all, Mike Stoops will probably get hired by Texas A&M as and M as a consultant just on theory right? Just in case we play the Longhorns, yeah. Just just in principle, they're like, well,
2: not that we ever would.
0: Oklahoma fired him because something Texas did. I oh, don't know. Let's hire him for five hundred K a year to just sit there.
2: Just to make, actually, man, if I had the money, and Lord knows they have the money, I would do this just on the off chance that it might make someone I didn't like nervous.
0: Absolutely, like, oh, they've got our like, place. What's
2: he doing? Oh, we gave him a Jeffy Bowden fellowship. He's just playing Fortnite.
0: <laughs> I bet Jeff Bowden's a badass Fortnite player.
2: Well, he's got to be good at something. Uh,
0: the the points total is one thing. Uh, Texas came into this game being a fairly pedestrian offense. Um, yeah. Do you want to know Sam Ellinger? Have you seen Sam Ellinger pass the ball? Not many times. No. Mm, Tebowish. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Little T Boish with the touch.
2: He's a little timid,
0: if you will. That's good. Thank you. Uh, Sam Ellinger, not exactly the most polished passer in the world against Oklahoma. Sam Ellinger was a uh, second coming of Aaron Rodgers. He <laughs> fast for 314 yards and two TDs. I bet that is the best total that they get all year, which is again. Sort of a thing with Mike Stoops that if you look back and go, man, that guy had a great game. That game, mm, look who they played.
1: Yeah, he's just making young men's careers,
0: and I think oh, I doesn't... think I
1: think that's honorable. Just yeah. giving giving these young men special you know special memories. Older of men. The best day of my life involved Mike Stoops. You hear that a
0: lot. <laughs> <laughs> Additionally, I think when you come back and you score. 28 points in the second half to play yourself back into a game where you were uh, down substantially your coach slash de facto offensive coordinator he's gonna have a little he's gonna be a little bitter about how that went man he's gonna have feelings about it about how you helped him squander that lead in losing to only your most bitter rival historically speaking yeah. This was
1: happening for a while. Like, here's how bad Mike Stoops is. I had gone ahead and in the weekly ball projections, I had taken Oklahoma out. I didn't have him in the playoff last week and sure as shit, you know, didn't this week. But as soon as I saw Mike Stoops is out, I'm like, hmm, (laughs) let's see here. Let's see how we can get the Sooners back in this thing. Cause like yeah. you know they got who they got they got uh Ruffin McNeil's on staff, right? He could he could surely.
2: He's a pretty good coach.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, ECU fell apart without him. I'm sure he could handle things. They got Bob Diaco. He could be sort of a um. Uh, motivation consultant. You know, if you need a rivalry trophy with Iowa State or something.
2: They should put Bob Diaco. Ooh. I gotta think about this for a minute. Would it be worth it just to have Bob Diaco in the office with the video guys, like, just creating trophy memes? Because, <laughs> so, like, he was- now that we know how much it irritates people to have a one-sided trophy, just have that be his thing.
0: <laughs> just make them up for different teams and leave them wherever they go. It's yours! No, it's not. I. It's the kind of thing where I go, wow... You know Ruffin McNeil. I know that like Ruffin McNeil was a DC at Texas Tech, and Ruffin McNeil was uh, a good head coach at East Carolina, and and had a winning record. And yeah,
2: Carolina will be cursed forever for letting him go, as rightly fucking they should be.
0: Yeah, 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 one hundred percent. And uh, yeah, this is this is addition by subtraction. For Oklahoma. Also, Ruffin McNeil and, and whoever else is going to help him resurrect the defense at Oklahoma, they probably won't have former players chiming in on Twitter to go, yeah, this schemes are trash. Was it uh, Tony Jefferson? Is that the one? <laughs> That's one of them, yeah. That's <laughs> multiple players. Yeah, I think the, the
1: big, big example was against Baylor, I think two or three years ago when Oklahoma was playing. I mean, it looked like some shit that if somebody did it to you in Madden, you'd be like, seriously, bro, are you trying to – What what's happening here? Like, the corners were playing a solid 10 to 15 yards off the line. I'm barely exaggerating. Um, and Baylor's just eating them up underneath and just kept refusing to scoot the guys in at all. It, it was like the most it, – it was – it was the kind of thing where it's so bad that even you as an amateur sitting on the couch, you're like, I literally could be doing a better job than this right now. And I'm I'm not even joking.
0: I adore that Tony Jefferson, by the way, kept tweeting about it and kept going despite his former coaches trashing him, not only prior to the combine, but afterwards. And Tony Jefferson at one point tweets out, Coach Venables, that'd be Brett Venables over at Clemson, former OU defensive coordinator. Again proving he's the best defensive coordinator in the NCAA. There's no question. Wish he never left OU. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that's a pretty common sentiment. But yeah, like when you have former players pointing out basic like structural things, like you probably don't want one guy covering an entire half of the field by himself against three receivers. Just a thought. Just a thought.
2: I would say they should let the players coach defense, but then they'd have to pay them. Nine
0: hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. But a Mike Stoops just doesn't come along every day.
2: Yeah, Thank God.
0: <sighs> I have another thing to discuss that I'm not quite ready for. But I have to address it.
2: Is this about you beat LSU and you have to shut up about your fine, totally fine coach for a little bit?
0: Yeah! yeah I don't know what to do! <laughs> I don't know how to handle this! Yeah,
2: we know. I can't feel my hands! I can't
0: feel my face! Well, it I wasn't...
2: love that even in defeating LSU, you frame it as a personal struggle that makes your life harder.
0: <laughs> it makes it... It doesn't! That's the part that I'm struggling with. The difficulty I'm having is a lack of difficulty here.
1: I mean, you're acting like Florida has just been like he completely downtrodden awesome. off the map for decades. When were, when were you last number 15? I bet it was in the last, what, mm-hmm. four years? Something like that.
0: 2014.
1: You poor thing.
0: Something like that. Hey, listen. I'm not telling no, you.
2: No, no. You don't know the meaning of uh, suffering. You were number
1: eight in 2015. We should at one, one point. At
2: one point on Saturday, you were belly aching about some tiny fucking thing. And I looked at you, and I was trying to boil down my argument to the essential component parts. And I think what I landed on was just yelling, it's
1: stupid for you to feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> the team finished number 14 two years ago. This is normal. Florida's Florida's always been fine. You have a now, bad. As, you've had two terrible years in the last my lifetime.
2: Now, Jason, we do have to remember that as a young football program, uh, not even <laughs> one that is not even uh, one
0: that just started in nineteen ninety,
2: thirty years old. Yeah, mm-hmm. that they haven't they haven't experienced life like. Those of us in our th- those of us in our 30s.
0: I mean, we um, didn't we didn't hire Derek Jeter. Spencer,
2: Julie. of course, is much older than Florida football.
0: That's true. I I came along as a babe in arms and had an entire life before Florida football actually came to being in 1990. But still, hey, speaking still, of uh, speaking of young programs, your
1: uh, Plankonia Owls are uh, going to be number two in FCS now. Number
0: two, Ooh, one program I, in the state of Georgia. Yeah, how did Kennesaw State
1: do? <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what, y'all have got to get on this mode. We are in the shittiest conference, and it has like five teams. Mm-hmm. We just annihilate each of them, and then play like D two schools and annihilate them too. It's awesome, man. It like the shit is like forty nine to three every week. We got the next week we'll be favored by like thirty seven. It's awesome, and the and like other fans are like, y'all don't play anybody, and it's like <laughs> I don't. <laughs> It this doesn't matter no, to me at all there's there's conference auto bid we beat five shitty teams and we go to the playoff you you can say nothing to me that's gonna harm my like strength of schedule manhood
2: the, the big 10 weather quibbler no this goes back to what i was saying about Alabama. Like, y'all don't do things you don't want to do and i admire that
0: yeah we don't want to play nobody <laughs> Yeah, you're just sitting there punting gerbils off a bridge. Yeah, watch this gerbil fly. That's
2: too good and gerbils suck. Yeah.
1: It's like yeah. it's like, you know, in uh when you're playing NCAA, the fun thing is like I'm gonna take over you know, I'm gonna take over Mitsu and I'm gonna put him in the SEC West and we're gonna try to win a national title in five years. This is the opposite. This is when you like create a conference that's like you and three Mitsus and that's it.
0: Oh, so the Big Twelve. <laughs> Yeah. it's basically the big 12 that's awesome you're like a bargain texas fan
2: we have fun here
0: that's awesome no i should get more on the plankonia thing but i i have no complaint
2: too busy belly aching i'm, and not, I'm not belly a no i fan knowing the meaning of suffering I'm sa-
1: i i'm i'm saying we can we can get off of the oh poor poor me stuff and just say hey we're all fans of good teams here
2: i am if you're gonna feel sorry for somebody feel sorry for ryan
1: that's that's true, what's, Ryan, his, what's his problem? Oh, he's sick.
0: Is that what we're talking about? He's not on the full cast tonight because uh, I believe that uh, he's having a war. It, like an anatomically speaking, there's uh, Wait, a war what? in the trenches. Yeah, uh, yeah. for Ryan, it's between I his mean, immune system and uh, and a hard charging viral defensive line working its way through his lower quarter.
2: Ew.
1: Why are you, yes, right, Ryan, Ryan is unwell.
0: Ryan's Ryan's not well. He'll be fine. Ryan's not. He'll be yeah, fine. he's not. If you're not well enough to podcast on this podcast, you're really not well. That's what I'm saying. If there were a podcast that could be done from the toilet, it would be this one.
2: <laughs> don't tell me you've never done this.
0: Uh, I can't say for sure, but I don't think it's happened.
2: <laughs> Have you ever done a radio
0: hit from the toilet?
1: Yes. I mean, I you can do say. that like on your on your cell phone, so yeah, you can do that on. shit anywhere.
0: Yeah, that's you don't want to know the number of brilliant blogs written, you know, on the John.
2: So you're calling Ryan a quitter?
0: Uh, not in this case. I'm saying that if he can't actually do that, it must be bad, right? Yeah, it's got to be terrible. But speaking of teams that shit the bed,
1: God, Jesus, we we are. Dude. We're, listen, Ryan May. <clears throat> may have, um, may have had some sort of a defecatory issue today. We cannot confirm that he actually shit a bed. We'll just go ahead and say he did. That's fine. Our special one's
2: pooping, y'all.
1: We're now assuming that Ryan has shit a bed.
0: Yeah, but uh, Does he still
2: have to put the podcast together?
0: I don't know. I think let's so. hope he doesn't that's, listen that's to the it. Sad part it would be he'd be a, he'd be a fool to listen to it.
1: Folks, when you hear this, remember to tweet at uh, tweet at Ryan at at thirty eight Godfrey about shitting the bed.
0: Yes. But speaking of teams, I shot the bed this weekend. Which overall, this weekend was um, Jason. I thought you thought it was kind of you described it as being kind of like a low key boring. Like it was stum- a
1: it was a totally like it was a fake blood week. It was like a Hollywood blood, you know. It was like it was like it was like wrestling blood, you know.
0: Yeah, like all the major characters survived.
1: Like we've come up with this term for like the weekend of the season. We call it Blood Week. And this was like, oh, I bladed my forehead so it looked like, you know. This is like
2: True Blood Week.
1: (laughs) This was Blood Capsule Week. Like, yes, uh, I think it was seven or eight top 25 teams lost. Five top 14 teams lost to lesser ranked teams. But not a single one was shocking. Like, okay, Michigan State lost a ugly Gross, close game against like shadow Michigan State, which is Northwestern. Like, even that
2: that was characteristic of Michigan State losses. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. You know, they lost a game in Michigan State fashion.
1: Yeah. Like, oh, Oklahoma State lost a weird shootout. Never seen that before. You know, yeah. Or like, like, oh, Auburn couldn't score any points. I can't believe it.
0: Yeah. What? It's an off year. It's a fire Gus year. Right. I
2: also feel like this was like, the second maybe the third week in a row when it felt like there were about two thirds the number of games that there should be. Like half the country's on a buy or something.
1: We got we Don't got teams just sneaking through the season, not playing the damn games. We're gonna look up West uh, Virginia's gonna be in the playoff at four and 0
2: It's about personal responsibility.
1: <laughs> Y'all need to start fulfilling these commitments. We didn't rent out the stadium. Just if you did not show
0: up.
2: We actually did run out the stadium to own the libs.
0: Actually, and there are a couple of uh there are a couple of teams that even I think got fake threatened along the way, right? Like Alabama gave up some crazy total of points and yardage to Failed to Arkansas. cover. Third
1: week in the row. Alabama failed to cover.
0: Yeah, it was a sign. They're weak. They're quinners. Now's the time to strike. Whoever's next? Wait, excellent. look at their schedule. Yeah, now's the time to now's strike. Now's
2: the time to strike. ULM. Auburn.
0: Mm-hmm. Auburn. Yeah, no. It's not. Yeah, it's not True. happening. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, like there were teams that did fake bleeding like that. Notre Dame for a minute struggled with Virginia Tech before hitting the afterburners. Right. Uh, there was a lot of that. Ohio and State all- played
1: Indiana, and you know exactly how that goes every year. <laughs>
0: Indiana we got him going. on the
1: ropes boys oh
0: oh <laughs> like george foreman against ali like i hit him as hard as i could and ali says that all you got george and george was like yep that's
1: all i got <laughs> it's kind of like one that's of it. george's george's many sons named george against ali
0: yeah george georgetta just wailing yeah indiana ran out indiana ran out of indiana indiana only has so much indiana to compete with that much ohio state and uh it turns out Ohio State has a lot more Ohio State. Even though they did keep giving up big plays, that's all Greg Xiana's defense does is give up big plays. Big NFL type plays in an <laughs> NFL type defense to college coordinators and players who won't <laughs> even touch the CFL. That's all Ohio State does.
1: Big professional like Greg Shigano was watching like NFL matchup like after he'd been up for four hours at six thirty AM and he's like the NFL thing now is giving up lots of big plays. Okay.
0: You, you I can do, do that. that. That's that's huge. Look at these people who play the Chiefs. They're all giving up huge plays.
1: Actually, he doesn't talk like that. He's got like that really raspy voice. Anyway, I'm sure we'll have plenty more chances to talk about Greg Shiano this season.
0: <laughs> that's it. Well, Mike Stoops just got fired, didn't he? <laughs>
1: so guess who's next up, brother?
0: <laughs> yeah, who's the next defensive coordinator under Major Scrutiny? I imagine everyone in Ohio will be real patient with him because he's got big traps and tucks his shirt in.
2: (laughs) No, that just makes him family, and you'd expect more. Yeah, he's
0: a
1: cultural fit.
0: Yeah, he is a cult. Yeah, cultural. He's white. Yeah, Graciano's white.
1: He's a big weird guy who likes diseases.
0: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) we like diseases. He seems like he does things the right way. Yeah. (laughs) He's a one-man CDC consultant.
1: It makes it sound like a scientist, yeah. yeah. Greg Schiano's Petri dish.
0: <laughs> I adore this Ohio State team for that, though, because they have this absolutely overrated meathead of a coach who, yes, was martyred by people unfairly robbing the Tennessee job from him. Doing Listen. doing people a favor both ways, okay? <laughs> That's what that was, yeah. all right?
2: My team was on bye this week. We don't
0: have to say shit. That's right. Well, and yeah.
2: My other team
1: back sucked um, the
2: life out of me in Kansas. So
1: back in the <laughs> days when people didn't get jobs they wanted because of uh, allegations in their past.
0: Mmm. Mm. Um. With that, by the way, Tennessee doesn't have a bye week next week. They play Auburn, and I'm here to tell you something. God. No, I'm here to plant. I'm. I'm just here to like stake You're this ground you, early. Why
2: are you like this?
0: They're gonna beat Auburn.
2: I hate you so
0: goddamn. They're gonna. I don't. I don't think that's a compliment to either team. Stop They're that. They're just gonna beat Auburn. Stop
2: it. Stop. It. No.
0: Because we originally started this segment no. talking about teams that were going to shit if the bed. If
2: newspaper still existed, I would roll one up and hit you on the nose with it.
0: Well, you'd hit me unlike anyone on the Auburn offense aiming for me because whew, Auburn. Auburn's sick. They are infirm.
1: (laughs) Uh, This was uh, my favorite opening line of the week. Uh, Auburn opened as a 20-point favorite against Tennessee, and everyone immediately was like, Auburn scoring 20 (laughs) points?
0: They won't score 20.
1: Yeah, there won't be 20 points. That that line immediately plummeted.
0: Yeah. Because let's just put it this way, okay? Nick Fitzgerald passed for 69 yards. Nice. Thank you. He passed for 69 yards because I don't know what Joe Moorhead is demanding of his quarterback, but at one point in the whole process in Starkville, Joe Moorhead was like, listen, Nick, just, just don't worry about passing, bro. Yeah. Don't <laughs> just We're just running a single wing. It's fine. Which is fine because they ran for 349 yards on Auburn. And in response, Auburn ran for 90. 90. <laughs> Ninety. In the run first, hurry up, no huddle, single wing attack that Gus Malzahn so adores and was so vaunted and respected for bringing into the game, and at one point worked really well. At this point, it's basically just asking Jarrett Stidham to throw the ball forty times a game for like five yards pop. That's that's where they're at. They lost twenty-three to nine to Mississippi State, and it was never really in doubt, y'all. Auburn is infirm. They are ill. They have taken sick. They are abed and need assistance.
1: Well, at least Gus Malzon has a $30 million buyout.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy people who chimed in, and I was like, yeah, man, don't know, this is a fire gust year, and people are like, it won't fire Gus." Are you unfamiliar with the Malzon cycle? Are you unfamiliar that there's good Gus and bad gusts alternates years? That's it. We're clearly in a bad gust here. Are they going to fire him? They're going to want to. Do they have the money? No, they don't have the money. You think they're Texas A and
1: and M might loan it just just to show that they have it.
2: Oh man, we're fun there's to them. an A and M tactic I had not thought
0: of. Man. That should be an Alabama tactic where they loan them the money and then foreclose on Auburn.
1: <laughs> I think that the, the AM maneuver is just to say, hey, Aggies, I bet you don't have $35 million. Huh? Of course we do. <laughs> there you go. I
0: only want it.
2: Every fucking time.
0: You're poor if you don't buy this car for me, Dad. Huh? Okay. I'll show <laughs> I you <ain't> poor. <laughs> How dare you. Then they hire Jimbo to coach Auburn. <laughs> Yeah, hell yeah, just he we'll money on this That's
1: where he wanted to go anyway <laughs> He's
0: really home now That's his true family Yeah, Auburn's terrible, y'all Like, I didn't I didn't think they'd be this bad
2: Not in any of the usual ways on the inside But on the outside where the football is
0: No, 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 their, their body's sick <laughs> Like We might complain about the moral complexities Of being an Auburn fan, but no, this is a physical disease this is one if we can't run the ball and we're relying on Jared Stidham to control our offense. And it turns out Jared Stidham is not Cam Newton.
2: Well, he might be Cam Newton. It's an ongoing investigation.
1: We'll be investigating that one in a while. Yeah, it'll be a minute. <laughs> I mean, like, Auburn should be good at one thing. If 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 it's bad at everything, it should be good at one thing. Running the goddamn ball. And yeah. Auburn is terrible at that.
0: Yeah, this is an off. Like a seriously off-brand Auburn team. It's a this is Auburn.
1: It, it's it's a Texas Tech that can't throw. It's an Iowa that can't punt. This is what do you have? What do you have to offer the world, Auburn?
0: Yeah, step up, Auburn. Bring something to the party. At least you know, bring snacks. That would be it. If you were leading the SEC in snacks, I'd really appreciate that. Not just chips and dips. That's just a bag and a carton you buy at the store?
2: I bet Gus cuts an extremely precise orange slice.
0: I bet he does too. And then I bet he really worries about it. I could not cut that enough. Who
1: leads the SEC in snacks?
2: Oh, LSU. But
0: yeah, is prob- that, That's more well, meals, no, that's right? That's me that's that's whole meals, man. If I was gonna go like when I think about what do you think of as good snacks? You know, like uh dips and various chips and like little snacky fried things.
2: Georgia cause they're suburban like that. And
0: yeah, maybe. I don't know. LSU still got some solid snacks, y'all. I mean, you know, and that's beyond just the normal sort of pork rinds and boudin balls, you know. like
2: All their snacks are like nap inducing, though.
0: That's true. It's heavy. Oh, I'll, I'll let you go, Jordan. That's good. You know, if okay,
2: I was. We were talking a few weeks ago about how their superpower is making every space into a comfortable suburban living room, and that just seems like it comes with cheese straws.
0: That's true. Although, you know what? If I'm going to go with snacks, like just on a fan base in the SEC, Vanderbilt, you know, why don't they go to the nice grocery store that specializes in overpriced snacks, I right? Just get a picnic basket. Yeah, they do. They just grab a picnic life. basket because they don't actually like engage with life. They just buy packages. Quince paste. Yeah, exactly. You're like, oh man, you guys got pate. I could eat it with a Dorito, and no one would blink because you're all, you know, you'd be like, no, we're still of the soil.
2: Interesting use of the subjunctive there.
0: Mm. <laughs> Isn't it though? <laughs> um. Yeah. By the way, Vandy, I want everyone who goes to SEC Media Days next year and goes. I think Derek Mason has this program going in the right place. I've said this before. <laughs> Let me say this again. Y'all are getting suckered.
1: It's fun,
0: though. Absolutely suckered. It's, it's fun. And Derek Mason is cool. But you know what? It's still Vanderbilt. He's not James Franklin. They lost 41 um, 13 to Vandy. There's an argument. Or a lot to Georgia.
2: James Franklin wasn't Franklin.
0: There's a real good argument. Yeah. 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 But yeah, they mm. lost 41 13. Didn't even put up a fight. That's it like the most notable achievement of the Derek Mason Vanderbilt era is being the team that said we wanted Bama and then proved very much that you do not want Bama.
1: That
2: was fun, man. That's the kind of Vanderbilt team I want. Yeah, that
1: was that was that was uh that was Vandy uh contributing in the best
0: possible way. Okay, Remember it's that
2: Florida Vanderbilt game where they were like four onside kicks and we're back in this thing?
0: Yeah, you don't want This is the
2: Vandy I want.
0: That's the vanity you want. It's the one that opponents want. It's never good when your opponents or opposing fans or even disinterested observers are like, yeah, give that guy an extension. We'd love to see more of that. That was entertaining.
1: (laughs) Um, Speaking of things that outside observers enjoy, but that no one actually emotionally invested um, did, can we talk about the game of the week? Which was? South Carolina. 37 Missouri 35 which we arrived at in the most insane fashion possible
0: I watched this game today on purpose on purpose and Same. rewatched it so I'm just gonna list go with me and just list all of the things that happened in this game I'm gonna start with um, I'm gonna start with the first thing that I noticed in this game uh, which would be that uh, that there was a monsoon in the third quarter. Like a full-on hurricane that only lasted for the quarter. Yeah, there was that. And
1: um, <laughs> not just regular weather. It was hammering the stadium so hard that the scoreboard stopped working. Um, they didn't have a clock. ESPN's clock stopped working. The ESPN's cameras, they were stuck on like the stationary cam from super far away. <clears throat> where it looks like a side-scrolling video game where you advance to the next room. Um, you're like you're like, oh, Mizzou completes the 30 yard pass. Let's go to the next camera. Wow, they're still going. You know, um, there was at one point my favorite like 30 seconds of this game was ESPN was doing a shot of Steve Spurrier's name on the Ring of Honor. Water is pouring out of the middle of his name. Like Coach Dunn sprung a leak. <laughs> you had that, and then you went straight to a ref saying, Missouri's headsets are not working. <laughs> 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 <And> like, <laughs> uh, and Now from and this that is- to like there was and then at, uh there was a weird pick six where like um mizzou player fell down was not there it looked like a pass directly from drew lock to a south carolina player sure there's huge splashy puddles everywhere then there's a long delay um at one point, there was lots and lots and lots and lots of weird special teams in this game. There was an accidental onside kick, in like on like the second drive. Um,
2: Jason, when you say accidental onside kick, for our, <laughs> for our viewers who perhaps did not partake, who inexplicably did not partake of this game,
1: yeah, it was a um, it was a shanked kickoff. That uh, <laughs> they asked Barry Odom about it, like, why'd you do that? And he said, "Well, um, no, we we did not call an onside kick. It was, and this was before the rain showed up. Like the special teams got worse from there.
0: Um, there was this was this was, I believe, the the first Mizzou kickoff, was it not? Yeah, this was very like near the very start of the game, where every where everyone else is running forward, and the guy like boots an onside, he goes to the sideline. And honestly, the special teams coach didn't even look angry. He just pulled him over to the side and was like, what? What? (laughs) Like, just explain it to me. (laughs) And and the best part is I watched that, went back and rewound. And five minutes later, the special teams coach is looking at him going, okay. No, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. Listen, this just... This happens. It's okay. We got to do this again in two minutes. (laughs) No,
2: this doesn't happen. Yeah, no,
0: but like you could tell that his reaction had had, had elicited a response from the kicker so disturbing and world changing that he had to be like, no, no, no. We're going to get through this. Everything you just did is cool. It's cool. It's cool. We're just going to just go out and kick the ball, bud. Just go ahead
1: and kick the ball. So, uh, Bill Conley helped put together a post that was like one section of it is just running down the weird special teams. One was there was a 70 yard touchdown run that was called back by, uh, by, it kind of stepped out of bounds, but it was like, come on, it's whatever. It's, like, it, it was a very picky reversal. And then immediately there was a whole bunch of penalties, um, and a like, botched punt and like everything just kept getting worse and worse and worse um there was like missed field goals a block punt like all just the full assortment of special teams gaffes but the, the the best part on the field was that 70 yard touchdown that was called back espn scoreboard showed it as a south carolina touchdown it was a mizzou touchdown and immediately espn scoreboard just gave six to south carolina that was sweet but then that was called back, Mizzou's six was added on, and then Mizzou's six was called back. He had two touchdowns called back on the same damn play. It's the greatest game ever. And this is before there was an hour-long delay in the fourth quarter with, like, two minutes to go. Like, usually a delay is like, you know, it's it's hardly ever like, boys, we're down to crunch time in a one-score game. You know, let's it's time to strap it on. Actually, it's time to go sit and eat cheese snacks until... You know,
0: <laughs> everybody, it's, it's everybody snack hard. Everybody snack eat hard. some
1: hardies, because we're about to start the two minute drill.
2: I will never get tired of reading process stories about how teams handle rain delays and like the the storming the beaches at Normandy level ops that go into managing the peanut butter and jelly sandwich intake of a 100 sweaty young men.
0: Yeah, (laughs) i I enjoyed that. That when West Virginia and Tennessee played, Tennessee did the Saban thing. Nick Saban is famous during rain delays for having an entire rain delay plan about how players can get more information while they get hydrated, and they have you know pamphlets that they can read, and their time is well spent, and they're constantly they're constantly coached, and you know no second is wasted and Dana Holgerson for West Virginia was like well we just got him a bunch of food and kept him happy and I don't know he came out and scored 28 points in a quarter <laughs> it
2: seemed <laughs> sound like sled dogs
0: <laughs> it, was, it was basically like eh, keep these dogs fed and you know just tell them to go that was it like, like, like Dana, didn't walking work. around
1: like rubbing bellies
0: yeah, Dana, yeah Dana, Dana was just rubbing bellies and handing people hamburgers and they are like eh, I don't know it worked <laughs> turn yeah, out I'm, to get too gassy <laughs> walk around so you don't founder. Yeah, like that's that's all they did. Nothing about this game makes sense too. Like Drew Lock Drew Lock threw the ball a ton, but they actually did way better running on the ground. Locke didn't have a he didn't have a a, a passing TD. So on the day and threw two picks, the guy who threw 3 TDs was Michael Scarnecio, who was the spot starter yeah. after after they lost Jake Bentley to injury, but they still sent Jake Bentley out to warm ups because Gotta keep them guessing, even though Bentley's out there like hobbling. Yeah, right. Had, Carolina was out
1: Jake. without, um, without Jake Bentley. Mizzou was missing its best receiver and I think another senior starter. Um, and of course the game went past you know the Vegas over under anyway, despite an hour long delay and a monsoon. Um, it ended with, uh, Mizzou hit a fucking fifty seven yard field goal in a swamp. Um. <laughs>
0: With no footing, like absolutely yeah. no footing, and it, an it didn't matter because
1: Carolina hit a field goal right after that. Yeah, <laughs> and like if you look at the box score, it gets even weirder. This was like, it's almost a term. If I say a must champ game, you know what I mean. Like South Carolina was probably it's outgained nice. by more than hundred yards and still won, right? Yeah. Yep.
0: <laughs> yeah, just where, just where, like, and even the turnover numbers don't make sense because you go, oh man, Mizzou must have had like five turnovers, two to one. Yeah, in uh, in
1: in Bill's weekly stat update, South Carolina, South Carolina beat a good Missouri and fell 17 spots in S&P Plus because <laughs> they actually <laughs> the, the computer takes one look at the box score, like, wow, South Carolina really got it handed to them. <laughs> they got outgained by more than a yard per play
0: will muscham's unending war on math <laughs> it just doesn't it just doesn't end i do enjoy though that will Muschamp keeps finding himself in situations where basically it's like hey you have to cook a turkey cool what do i have i got an oven and a turkey they're like no we got a pig two matches and some wet wood and he's like let's go somehow, get you a turkey. somehow he saves thanksgiving every year <laughs> like oh my god he's
2: the great pumpkin
0: (laughs) just (laughs) never never has quite the same right tools and never uses quite the right sort of techniques but you're like man you made a statue of me out of mashed potatoes with asparagus it's crazy yeah it it don't don't, look
1: edible but it is
0: yeah (laughs) like will Chip is totally my choice for like who do you want to be your post-apocalyptic mechanic? You know, you're like, well, this Ford has a blown compressor and it also needs three wheels. And Will Muschamp's like, I'll get you a motorcycle out of all the parts in three hours.
1: The turkey ain't dead, but you can eat it. It won't kill you. <laughs> just
0: What are we doing? Winning. We're just getting to the goal. We're just going to get to the objective. You might hate me. When we're done. No, I'm just going to be confused. I'm just, that's all. This is just going to be very confusing.
1: He's like, yeah, he's like the video game player who just does not give a shit how much damage he takes. <laughs> you don't have pants on. That's fine. It's like pants you, don't you, help you win. You complete the mission and the game's immediately like, do, do you want to try this again? Because we're giving you an <laughs> F Hell no. It's completed next. Just trying to get through story mode as fast as possible.
0: Every Will Must Champ game is the end of um, There Will Be Blood, right? I'm finished. <laughs> <laughs> Just a man sitting in a bowling alley with a corpse. <laughs> I made it happen, and I did it. A bowling alley where way fewer than 300 points were scored. <laughs> I don't
1: think any were, actually.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, That's it was an absolutely amazing game. I would also like to go ahead and... Uh, speaking of anti-football if you didn't see Utah Stanford and you probably didn't yeah uh, <laughs> Utah so confusing <laughs> they're another team where they just they just show up to the ball in jeans and they're just gonna make it work okay and got nothing like like one of the most got nothing teams around is Utah and yet they managed to beat Stanford handily like toward the end like it wasn't even close yeah there was um a 99 yard
1: pick six and then like stanford's next drive another red zone int and you give you you give utah basically uh so i come out to all what that's that could be a damn 28 point swing right there yeah and utah don't need much more than that
0: no they score 13 in the fourth quarter to uh manage to to beat stanford 40 21 but in fact, Stanford, like again, did we break math? Kind of. I mean, Utah was at least able to run, right? I, I would also put the Belichick, uh, the Belichick alert is on Britton Covey. the gritty, oh yeah, tiny, sort of Caucasian receiver. He's for, quite Caucasian, sort of. Yeah, Caucasian, sort of. Ca- ca- Britain. His, name's His name is Britton. His name is Britton. It's hard to be, it's hard to be more Caucasian than to be named, named Britton. Yeah. But Britton, Covey, and Quayle, yeah. Uh, like, zero chance he doesn't end up on the Patriots. Zero. He's such mm. a he's such a cerebral player.
2: Covey sounds a little delicate, I don't know.
0: He's a leader. He's mm. literally, like, probably part of that Utah Covey family. Mm. Right? The seven habits of successful wide receivers who are under 5'10".
1: <laughs> he's an awkward one, because he, uh, he really does fit the... Um... The stereotype, like,
0: like, like
1: gritty, tough, grind, all that stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. this dude gets laid out like every play, and mostly because his quarterback
0: football. is. It, can your quarterback make you look tougher? Yeah, if you yeah, if you if throw he him into traffic.
2: Right at your, with helmets pointed at your ribs.
0: <laughs> that guy's about to. That guy's like three yards from a safety. I should just throw it into him. The keys to
1: throw it to your six-five wide receiver who doesn't
0: exist.
2: Britton Covey has some grievances with his HR rep.
0: <laughs> no, he's just a team player. He's going to make it happen. That's fine. That's fine. I'll catch this in-cut into a waiting traffic pole. That's it's good.
2: There was one play on Saturday where it, it was probably just a trick of the light, but you almost felt like you could see his body just go, oh, God damn it, right from <laughs>
0: Just flex with he regret. He
2: his hands out for the ball and was like, Fine.
0: Yeah, Utah, one of my favorite anti-football teams. By the way, also Utah had a uh, Utah had a three hundred pound man intercept the ball, one handed. That's the kind of night Stanford had. In case you wonder if they'd replace the production that Price Love had and righted the ship. Nope, nope. They're they're four and two at this point. The Pac twelve they're getting no one in the playoff. Absolutely no one.
1: Well, what if what if washington what if Washington
0: nope. wins out they lost to auburn <laughs> so <laughs> and they're gonna lose again like if you've watched Washington play if I told you Washington was going to lose again you'd go oh yeah that's if Washington running...
1: wins out maybe we cram them into the outback bowl so they can get a rematch against
0: auburn. Oof. That assumes that assumes Auburn's bowl eligible.
1: <laughs> Outback was a little generous. Let's go Belk. Shout out to the Belk Bowl, by the way. Um, yeah, the bowl or that's y- not ashamed to admit it listens to us.
0: Yeah, or the Music City Bowl as well, home of the Kentucky Wildcats, who so unfairly lost to Texas A and M twenty to fourteen, thus ending the dream of an undefeated Kentucky season. Can we talk about the other Kentucky team? I would love to. <laughs>
2: oh, This is going to hurt.
1: No, this is
0: great. <laughs> it's phenomenal. I
2: wasn't talking about you.
0: Oh Yeah, that, that Paul Johnson decided to drop the hammer after 12 years of nursing a grudge. <laughs> 12 oh years. Paul
2: Johnson's everlasting pettiness gobstopper <laughs> against Brian Vanquist. Jason, you've got some feelings on Brian
1: Van Gorder. Would you like to speak on this? Man, this dude has had every single job in the state of Georgia. So All of them.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, like all of them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so for anyone who isn't caught up, um, Paul Johnson, of course, was one of the prime architects of Georgia Southern's FCS dynasty. Call it 1AA if you like to pretend you're old school and you can't remember what they call it these days. Let's just call it FCS um, and also the forefather of, father of the modern triple option offense. So when he leaves and Brian Van Gorder takes over as head coach at Georgia Southern and makes a commercial where he says, there is no option. And he means that literally. They don't run the option anymore, and he gets his ass run out of town because he only ran three games. Uh, meanwhile, Paul Johnson at Navy says calls up Georgia Southern and says, we are going to play you because I want to beat the hell out of Brian Van Gorder doesn't get to do that
0: <laughs> can i can i point out by the way actually kind of a mild thing to say i'd rather do things my way that's really all brian van Order is saying here <laughs> i don't this know but he did a... it in kind of a prickish way like he literally I mean, oh, said yeah, like he a to
1: hell with the,
2: the scheme as though." It had not been effective.
0: But it's, I mean, the, he's just like, here, the I shit. would actually... The shit shit this shit mauled for way.
1: decades, and this new dude comes in and says, like, no like, option. It wasn't
2: like Paul Johnson got fired because it wasn't working, and then Van Gorder came and disparaged it.
0: Well, yeah, but it's not like it's not like he's walking into Paul Johnson's house and like, yeah, I'll take a beer. Do
2: you hey, mean- your daughter's
0: looking great. That's no, I mean...
2: Exactly he's- like Brian
1: Van Gorder. Yeah, I mean, he kind of
0: <laughs> did. About. Look at that mustache. Come on. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, this is at this best a gentle diss. And Paul Johnson's like, I will call down the thunder of the ancestors. <laughs> the so the
1: best party. part is, yes, go uh, uh, Van Gorder as Louisville defensive coordinator, yes, Paul Johnson's team dumped 542 rushing <laughs> yards on that ass. Let's go back two years ago. Um, the University of Georgia, right before they were about to play Georgia Tech, they brought in an outside consultant to help hmm. him help him figure out how to how to solve this triple option riddle. Why
2: wasn't he busy?
1: Maybe, maybe, well, he uh he'd been at Notre Dame and then he was no longer at Notre Dame. Weird. Uh, um. So so yeah, they uh they brought in an expert who had who had shut down the option before. Of course, he'd shut it down because he, uh, he was the head, was head coach of a team that ran the option, and he decided they'd rather not score points. So let's bring in Brian Van Gorder. He'll 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 show us the tricks. He'll he'll beat that Paul Johnson for uh, Georgia Tech beat Georgia that year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would Paul out- Johnson
1: is just going to haunt Van Gorder all around the country and continue beating his ass for the rest of his life. <laughs>
0: twelve years. Because twelve years
1: ago he switched a scheme. <laughs>
0: twelve years ago he was like, "Yeah, I'd rather do things differently." Hell with you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a man That's in two thousand six said, "We're going to try throwing the ball." <gasps>
2: My favorite part of this game on Saturday was at one point when Georgia Tech was given a sideline warning, and the camera cuts immediately to Paul Johnson and two of his players guffawing openly (laughs) at having been given a sideline penalty. I
0: I do enjoy if you watch Georgia Tech from now and then every now and then there is a different kind of Paul Johnson that emerges in big games where he knows he's pulled off some bullshit. Uh, it's Call the cops Paul as in uh, I don't care if you call him I'll talk to him we can all talk to the cops, can't we? I don't care
2: also you know he's he's a famous curmudgeon he's a famous curmudgeon who looks like he really who doesn't bother to do that penny Annie James Franklin shit where you act like you don't enjoy beating the shit out of people every once in a while mm. because you're like a gentleman no. No, Paul Johnson will savor this. He will savor it openly. He will giggle with his players about it on the sideline. Uh, yeah, he's... And also... Yeah, anyway. I write for Paul Johnson, who is a famous curmudgeon whose players love him.
1: I would also... My favorite post-game quote like, It is quote so from obvious him.
2: how much they love playing for him, which is always fun to see.
1: After this game, uh, someone asked him, "Like, you know, coach, how did you put up so many damn points?" And he said, "Just running the offense." <laughs> <laughs> That's just running run the offense. That piece of shit discard. He didn't say that part.
0: <laughs> the cruelty involved here is that when you are down to a triple-option team, the way to shorten the game is to run the ball. <laughs> let's just get out of here boys by doing exactly what got us up 28
1: he uh before i remember there was a game um like five or six years ago where uh tech was like driving for a touchdown in the closing minutes um and they asked him about it and he was like literally what do you want me to do what <laughs> we don't have any other <laughs> offense I... tech's gonna start <laughs> throwing to show mercy
0: uh... Oh, and the last note on this, just in case this wasn't all hilarious and happening against Brian Van Gorder and against Bobby, against the the shell of Bobby Petrino.
2: (laughs) It's a husk, he's molted.
0: Um, yeah. Georgia Tech coming into the game, two and three!
2: Two and three, and with, (laughs) with Boosters finally deciding.
0: You know, he's done. Yeah. I'm gonna buy him out. Gonna they get still, this done.
2: They've been trying to buy him out for years, and they can never. Mu- the other thing I love about Georgia Tech is they can never gin up enough money to make huge changes when they get mad. So they just have to sit there and be mad, which I think Paul probably also appreciates. I
1: think it? you is know that, going? or is it like social awkwardness? Like,
0: <laughs> like they're just kind of scared of him. <laughs> we could send him an email. Coach doesn't use email. <laughs>
2: I got a doctor here in town who has been mad for like five years that they, he was like a disgruntled Georgia tech booster. Who's been mad at Paul Johnson for like five years. And they're never going to get enough people mad at the same time to pull this off.
0: Five game winning streak coming. That's <laughs> they, how
2: are you going to, how would you even fire Paul Johnson? He's just going to go in the walls.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Where is he? You
2: know how long he can survive above a drop ceiling.
0: He'll come out in spring. We'll have to wait till then. We can't even send him an email or a text. He doesn't
1: have a phone. We just gotta get him somewhere more Appalachian, I think. Yeah. Like like, like it's cool and all, and like I'd love to keep him in a power conference. Just I don't I don't know I don't know about him in a big city.
0: I think he you know where he needs to go?
1: North Carolina.
0: I think he needs to just work as a consultant for Kennesaw State. Expand Planconia. They already run his offense. Yeah, we're already
1: we're already the uh the offshoot which is so weird like not to keep talking about <clears throat> fcs flexbone teams but like
2: talking about georgia's finest football team
1: <laughs> it is weird every time there's like a coaching carol season it's like yeah we're the coach we're, we are the number two team but our coach has literally nowhere to go like is army hiring no okay we're good
0: but um <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <laughs> i think
2: paul ought to keep it in conference to take over for lurie Feduri.
0: <laughs> go to unc yeah, why not? What about let's
1: say like, let's say Dana moves on. Let's let's Whoa. let's get the flexbone in the Big Twelve. How about that? Whoa, <laughs> y'all like to score points. So do we, but only one way. I think we've already seen it works, based on uh, recent results in Norman. Then again, everything works there as we open well, the show discussion.
2: not my stoops, not anymore. Woo oh.